Welcome to episode 25 of 10 Minute Tips to Teach Music. Welcome to 10 Minute Tips to Teach Music with Clarissa Custom Music's very own Kerry Lacey. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 25 of 10 Minute Tips to Teach Music. My name's Kerry Lacey and I'm going to be continuing today's podcast by uh, expanding on the core composition. So today we're going to talk about how to develop an idea. Now when I offered some ideas last week I gave you some different categories. As I said last week, stage three I individually consult with the students and from discussion I pretty much work out what category they fall into and we kind of develop from there. Now one of the big things about my students is I'm very big on learning styles. I uh, am very good at being able to analyse my students' learning styles pretty quickly and I know what their favourite operating system is, I suppose, what their, um, what they, what the platform is they like to work with. So I tend to use that as a motivation is to help them to get started. So I, over the years, have kind of developed it into five categories, a melodic focus, a harmonic focus, a structural focus, stylistic focus or an instrumental combination and what they're thinking will help you. Once you've got that material, well, you can go about by organising that material later. So uh, there is a document that's with this podcast. I'm going to go through what's on the, the page um, and you can download it from the website. So with the melodic focus, if you're looking at uh, using that, it's really good for kids that identify with the core material or particularly like motivic development style. Um, like compositions like Edwards, if they're folk style with a dedicated melody, this is a good one for them to use. So they could use a scale to create a melody. They could have modes or whole tone or use their own scale. I actually found this really cool flute. Uh, a friend of mine had it and they gave it to me, and it's actually based on the whole tone scale. It's been tuned to the whole tone scale. So I could give that to one of my students who's uh, sort of more kinesthetic and say to them, look, use this to develop. Uh, you could divide the mode into tetrachords, like for example a Dorian mode D, E, F, G, A, B, C, D has got a minor sound which is D, E, F, G, so just use those four notes, or the major half which is G, A, B, C, and they could have two ideas that come from that. You could use um, the different tetrachords from a scale, uh, for example the whole tone, whole tone scale, you've got B, C sharp, D sharp, E, so you've sort of got a bit of a major feel and then E, F, G, A, B which is the minor feel. So you could do something along those lines. From a melodic perspective, you could do aleatoric or chance or 12-tone system. Um, there is a really cool app called Simple Music app, and it actually has intervals of uh, third. So it actually uses the cycles of thirds, major and minor thirds, and it has this, um, well, it looks like a launch pad, I guess, and the kids can actually use that to create harmonic or melodic materials. So it's a cool little app, but they can start with a single interval, like a perfect fifth. That's a really good way to start. Limited pitch sets, only use one tetrachord of the of the mode to explore all the possibilities of just that tetrachord and use the limited pitch, see what you can come up with. Something called an isomelis, where there's an order of pitches that don't change, but the rhythms and the registers do. It's a little bit like the serialists, I guess. So there's some melodic ideas. From a harmonic focus, this is um, good for kids that like uh, jazz or pop, 
um, or maybe you're thinking from an atone, atonal style or think vertically. Kids that think vertically versus kids that think horizontally. All right, this is good for them. So some of the ideas I've got here is you could use a standard chord progression with or without extended chords. Um, you could analyze a chord progression of a song that you like and look at the functions and maybe borrow some of those ideas. They could use um, Debussy's idea of objet sonore where they build their own chord quality. So that's, uh, that's a really cool one. They could use chord inversions from a single bass note and I've got a sample on the page um, where the bass note actually remains the same and like I've got a C sus, I've got a C suspended chord kind of sort of a, it's a bit of a clustery chord um, and the actual C remains the bass note and you just use the inversion formations. That's a pretty interesting way of creating some new harmonies. Um, start with a harmonic idea and use addition and subtraction to create a linear structure. That's good for kids that are horizontal, that think vertically, um, that are struggling with thinking horizontally. Okay, that's a really good one. Chord translation, where you select a chord like number one and build the same intervallic structure starting on one of the notes from the last chord. For example, in chord one, you've got notes C, F, G, and A. If you select F as a starting note, you just build the same structure on F. And so you get the same chord formation, but you get it starting on a different note. That's a very interesting way. You could team that with your circle of thirds, or you could team that with um, uh, with your uh, circle of augmented fourths. That's another way of doing it too. Uh, you could use a mode and create harmonic sonorities using drones. For example, um, using those split modes where you've got the drone mode has a major and a minor combination focus. One drone could be uh, D and F, which is minor, while the second one could be G and C. So you could do something with that. Using secundal harmony, harmony in seconds, or chordal harmony, which is harmony in fourths. That's good. And, of course, using that simple music app, as I explained before, to create harmonic structures, that's another good idea. Um, continuing through, some more ideas that I have. Uh, if the kids are structural, so if the kids like blocks of sound or think in macro structures rather than micro structures, so they struggle with seeing the, they struggle with dotting the I's and crossing the T's if you've got a kid like that, then a structural focus might not be a bad idea. Um, if, they, if they like, if they, if they can't see the dots, okay, if they can't see the internal structures, the little bits and pieces, then a big structure of focus and macro structure of focus is good. However, if you've got a kid that wants to get it right, that is that type of a kid, then this one might be helpful because it gives them a solid structure with, with, with which to work because they can't often cope with, oh, just write me a melody or just write me something. They can't cope with that. So you could get them to create different types of core material like back in White Ghost Dancing, how he had drones and he had a melodic and he had a rhythmic and he had a, a harmonic. So he had different roles um, and used those ones to create their own and organise the material from there. Um, aleatoric ideas, so ideas that build a foundation of which something goes over the top, like in Dawn Mantras. Uh, steal a structure from a work that you really like and modify it. That's another really cool idea if you come across something that you really like. Or you might find two or three different things and you go, I really like that bit and I really like this bit. You could take that structure and use that structure and then write your own material within that. Um, stylistic focus. <clears throat> this is good for kids who really need to have a set plan. We've got them all in our classes. We know what they're like. They really don't feel they have a creative bone in their body. 
they um, they find the task is so big and so daunting that it just scares the bejesus out of them. So this stylistic focus can be good for those kids to get them started. I'm not saying stay in the style by any stretch of the imagination, but find a style or a complementary series of styles and dissect the layers. Find out what's actually happening. ID those those patterns or those formations that the chords are using or ID the bass line and their patterns, particularly the notes of the chord that it uses, that sort of thing. ID the melodic writing like the register or the intervals or the rhythmic patterns. Um, ID the jobs that the layers are doing. Are they melodic layers or harmonic layers, primary or secondary, or are they accompaniment roles? Chains instrumentation, like we looked at uh, Holly Harrison's Tweedle Drum where she wrote a dr bunch of drum patterns on drum kit and then changed all the sound sources. That's a really interesting way of getting kids to start from a stylistic perspective, particularly if they're pop-based. Um, you can morph in, into and out of that style idea. Um, I had one child that wanted to do a tango. She was hell-bent determined on doing a tango. And so she did her tango, she kept her tango form, but it was uh, very uh, harmonically very different. A lot like Eleanor Katz Um Then there's the last one that I have, which is the instrumental combination focus. Now, these are this is really good for kids that are heavily auditory, uh, kids that are intrigued with different sounds. So you could look at Stomp or Holly Harrison, or you could look at found sound compositions to gain inspiration. Um, they could record sounds from environments um, or record something on their instrument, particularly if they're a player, they like to play, um, and they could use garage band or some other door of some sort to help organise their idea uh, and then notate from there. There's You could get the instruments out, get the kids to play with whatever combination they like, um, look at the traditional role of the instrument and consider a different approach. So if they're a traditionalist, you could look at it from that perspective. Um, there's lots of combinations and lots of ideas that, that you could use. Some of these, it's just a very small handful of ideas that, that I tend to use. What I do is I will give this section, if the kid is, if the student in particular is an instrumental or a melodic, then I will give them the list of options and I'll say to them, is there anything that jumps out on the page for you? And the, if I can find one or two things that grabs them, then I'll get them started there. And from there, they can usually they usually take off once they've got their ideas. Organising the material is not that difficult. So that's just some tips and tricks for starting. The next podcast is going to talk about how to organise the material. So uh, that's a really cool one because organisation, sometimes kids will tend to do the same repetition. So organisation uh, tips and tricks are a really good idea. Uh, so until next time I hope you've enjoyed this if you want your copy of what I've talked about today just head on over to the website clarissacustommusic.com.au that's k-l-e-r-r-i-s-a and you can grab your copy of this document it's in the access area this time so if you're not a member of the access area it is free for a limited time so by all means sign up uh, don't forget that um with the access area, there's lots of other really cool things you can grab there too. So do check it out. Uh, it will be released at 9 o'clock on the Friday. So you should have access as soon as you receive information about this podcast. In the meantime, don't forget to find me on Facebook, Clarissa Custom Music, 
and uh, like the page so we can stay connected that way. And if you've got any questions or you want any further clarification, then please email me on kerry, K-E-R-R-I, at kerrylacy.com.au. Until next time, have a great afternoon. You've been listening to 10-Minute Tips to Teach Music with Clarissa Custom Music's Kerry Lacey.